Hey there, friends. It's Jules. If you're turning on this episode, you've probably already read the title. It is about grief and also about hope. It's about suffering and also about restoration. It's about how to help someone who's grieving. And it's about the ins and outs of grief and also of hope. So I want to let you know before that I am going to go into kind of a few details, not of the situation I've been through exactly, but about the pain I experienced. We lost our baby puppy, only two years old, Magnolia, and it was a complete tragedy and maybe one day I'll share the how but right now I don't feel ready and I don't feel called to share that. I feel called to share about grief and what I've been experiencing and also now seeing the light again and seeing hope again. I want to share that as well but maybe if you're in a season of grief or even just the words I've said so far kind of sting a little bit. I just want to let you know just let you know kind of what I'm going into some quotes on grief and just the pain and just gonna be really real and and raw with you guys. I think it's so important to just be real with each other and be genuine with each other. And that's what I'm going to do today. So I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're listening. Maybe I pray, pray that this is going to help someone and just make you feel less alone. I feel like sharing the dark parts can also be like, ah, okay, I'm not alone in those feelings. So while I, so while I was experiencing just the depths of losing someone you love so deeply far too early and also not having I feel like when I've lost family members I've said like I've just leaned on like well their body was failing or I've lost another dog and her body really was failing like she couldn't walk she couldn't eat and I just saw the pain she was in and I knew like okay like She's in a better place and losing someone to such tragedy where you can't lean on that they're old or you can't lean on that their body needed this new type of restoration, you know, is really hard. And that's probably the hardest thing of what to think and kind of what to have your brain focus on. Um, And so I did write about grief. I wrote it in notes on my phone and also on my pages on my computer and I in the midst of it wrote about it for some reason like while the tears were falling I felt like it would help myself one day and it would help someone else to like in the midst write about it so on my computer I wrote I find myself writing because my journal is at my apartment where I can't bear to step into again she died in our apartment I said we experienced a tragedy it's hard to type it this grief is freaking heavy I have been wanting to try to put into words what I'm feeling the weight is so heavy my back feels like it's carrying the heaviest backpack I've thought is my heart breaking but it feels different feels like my heart has fallen through me deep to the ground which is also where my breath is I find it really hard to breathe. 
I find myself constantly trying to take deep breaths and even find where is my breath because it's not in its normal spot. I've always believed in silver lining. Even my dad said to find the silver lining in this situation. To me, it seemed impossible. Crying seemed like it would never end. The only time I would pause crying is getting dialed in on working on freedom, the business I'm creating. Driving is the hardest thing. Being alone is. Doing things that she would join me in are extremely difficult. Getting out of bed sometimes in the morning just took all the strength I could not to crawl into a ball and pile of tears. I would just take extremely deep breaths count down three two one and force myself to get up and get it together my god mom and god sister have o-d-a-t tattooed on them which kept coming up for me one day at a time in the morning when my eyes woke and i felt just as heavy as the night before i'd say one day at a time i knew Deep down, I knew I would get stronger and I knew I could talk to God and I just kept praying and praying and praying for strength, for comfort, for wisdom, for help. Grief is so heavy. My heart doesn't feel broken. It feels like it's a ton of bricks falling to the floor. My legs sometimes stop working and I just fall to my knees. I cry out in pain. To love so deeply is to miss even deeper to grieve even deeper. Life is hard, but in the midst of the hardness, I'm trying to remain soft. I know graves can be turned into gardens and God turns ashes into beauty and mourning into dancing. This will be used for good. I know I can relate to those grieving better. I hope I can be there for someone one day. The tears haven't stopped much, but the force of the waves have been different. I felt within that I couldn't go on. I had to fall to the floor and weep. And then another time, I felt like I could focus elsewhere and not let those tears wash over me. It's interesting the different pain and when to follow it. I know one thing. Listen to your heart. Only you know what's the best way to feel it all. The Lord has been encouraging me through 2 Corinthians 4. Our light and momentary earthly afflictions in front of us pale in comparison to the weight of eternal glory that we can't yet see but have faith to believe. I wrote, it's definitely a stretching time, but the Lord is near and and in it all. I saved these quotes from grief that resonated with me. I just miss you a lot. How am I doing? I'm okay, then I'm not okay, and that's okay. This is Grief by Mark Lemon. This is, these are all on the Instagram at Mark Lemon Official. I don't know what they are called, the spaces between seconds, but I think of you always. Grief is a nasty game of feeling the weakest you have ever felt and morphing it into the strongest person you will need to become. I think I'll miss you for the rest of my life. What I would give to see your face, to feel your embrace, to simply go back to a time and place where you are here, 
Oh, what I would give to be free from this pain, to hear you again, to be oblivious to this constant ache of missing you. Oh, what I would give. There's a picture of a sculpture of grief and it's a person's body kind of like as wire so you can see through it. Knees on the ground, the body's filled with rocks. And it says this image depicts the physical feeling of grief so well. And I would agree with that. This one says, I know I'll see you again one day in heaven and I'll be able to hold you and hug you again. Now, something I feel that's really been interesting is my body. So I just did a podcast on cry, feel it. Your body demands to feel it as well. And it's so interesting how we can so easily separate your mind, your body, and your soul. But they're very, very connected. And during this time of grief, my body felt it so much it was like physically I'd feel pins in my skin it's physically I had to fall to the ground physically I had to cry like there wasn't another option it was just like my body was grieving as well and my body needed to let this go I wrote my mo- my movement actually my exercise became sitting <laughs> And maybe doing some head stretches. I remember lying in the sun and thinking this is my movement of the day. And then doing a few like head circles. But then as I gained strength, I did a really gentle flow. I didn't move my body a ton, but I knew it would make me feel better. So I would go on some walks in the sun. Maybe some child's pose before bed. But that was about it. So simple. A month later, I ran for the first time. And I felt that I'm gaining strength, although I still don't feel like myself. The waves of this journey are truly amazing, as in interesting. How I can feel genuine joy and love and then just feel so sad. One morning, I woke up on fire to continue living my best life and change the world. The following morning, I woke up defeated again. Healing is not linear it's okay not to be okay it's okay to feel joy in the midst of a hard time and laugh and actually experience that joy and it's okay to feel sorrowful again with the physical response as well as the emotional draining it is so important to care for yourself you probably might not be able to do as much intensity of exercise you need that extra sleep you're exhausted so just know like it's okay if you don't snap back into what you were like before everyone is so so different I remember my mom and Forrest being like all right just get back into a normal routine go teach your private lessons and I remember waking up to go teach them I had to pull over on the road and I just couldn't do it I really couldn't I felt every part of me it's funny how like you feel it and you almost like know what you need like I needed to go to where my mom was and fall on her and cry and I had to like I just needed to let it go and although like people were like go to your private lessons whatever in that moment I knew 
I couldn't and that was also not what I needed. So I think it's just so important to be aware of what you need. And yes, there comes a time where it is time to put your feet back on the floor and get up and enter the world again. But so close to the tragedy, it's okay if if your your bounce back isn't like everyone else's, you know? Okay, so 12 minutes in, I've shared about grief, the sadness, the pain, and there's so much more that words can't even describe. But, yes, I have a but. I have a but hope. I have a but God. Yes, I've experienced suffering, pain, tragedy, but my story's not over. But God is still good. But hold on to hope. I still have hope. But you will be okay. But although it's painful, but you're gonna help someone else. This life right now, you got to know you will experience pain. There's joy in this life. There's mountaintops, but you know, there's also trials, tribulations, and valleys. I love how Jesus says, but take heart. I have overcome the world. There is hope. Hold on to it so tightly. And in my notes, I wrote, but hope. I really didn't feel hope, but I just kept praying and crying. And when Ever someone said, I am praying for you, I felt comfort. As the news spread to our closest friends and families, our house was literally flooded with flowers. It became symbolism to me that she may have passed there, but there can still be life. There is still hope. All of our friends covered us in love, support, and prayers. Here is a story of something that happened three days later. I wrote, Today I saw the light. I just happened to have in my schedule to meet my friend at Freedom to pray over the space together. Over the weekend before the accident, I had just cried to her about the fear I was feeling, about my business and the future. She mentioned having me be covered in prayer during this time. Then, today, she invited a whole group of women who love and believe in me to join us. I had no idea they were coming, and she had no idea what had happened. I cried, shared the pain, told them my regrets, and was just shaking. We all sat down, and they all had their hands on me and took turns praying for my healing and for shame and regret to die in Jesus' name. I actually started feeling better. There, faith, love, and kindness entered my body, and I truly feel better. Although the ways have continued, I want to encourage you to always hold on to hope. Hold on to better days are always ahead. Hold on to the thought that some of the most joyful moments of your life haven't even happened yet. Hold on to the hope that you will be okay and you are always going to reach your arm back and help someone else. Hold on to hope that you will rise again. Just hold on to hoping, believing, and your faith as much as you can. My faith has been very comforting for me. It's interesting. 
thinking this is just me right right now in the moment thinking just on all the confusion we have in this world in this life what is true like what is the right way to live what is the right way to be or this or that or even to think and in these times of grief you get so low you think what's true like what what do I even think in these times you know and that's why I love scripture because Jesus says I am the way the truth and the life God promises us that his strength is made perfect in weakness, that he's comforting us, that he's guiding us, he's holding us in the palm of his hand. There's just so many promises that make you feel better and so many people that I just love how all the people of the Bible are broken and they're nobodies, they're nobodies and God calls them and uses them they're murderers like it's just incredible but I won't go down a rabbit hole but I just wanted to say that during this time so I I wrote this also in my notes I wrote hold on so tightly to hope know that pain is temporary this may feel like a nasty storm but your green is coming hold on to believing that better days are ahead hold on to God's promise that he uses all things for good Jesus is the king of seeing knowing understanding and being with us in our pain but letting us know it doesn't end there it doesn't end with death on the cross on the third day he rose from the dead he defeated death there is hope there's resurrection power. I lean on the Holy Spirit that is within me, strengthening me and guiding me. I have hope. I have faith. I will see my baby Maggie B again one day. I love this quote by R.M. Drake. Do not lose hope. Please believe that there are a thousand beautiful things waiting for you. Sunshine comes to all who feel rain. Hope is the only thing stronger than fear. Another one, never lose hope. Just when you think it's over, God sends a miracle. Worship him louder in the dark, in the trials, in the waiting, even when the pain is deeper, his love is mightier. Last one from Brooke Frazier. When I can't feel you, I have learned to reach out just the same. When I can't hear you, I know you still hear every word I pray. And I want you more than I want to live another day. And as I wait for you, maybe I'm made more faithful. Today I went to the beach and I just felt like lying in the sand. No towel. My back, my hair was all in the sand with the sun on me. And I always think of Genesis 1, let there be light. And I just feel... God's love and his presence on me as I just breathe in the light every time I'm in any sunshine I think light be and I was kind of feeling like I hadn't really felt God's presence although I've been praying and just reaching out and reaching out and then I just had this song playing and felt like I needed to run and I just started sprinting down the beach and I was like 
this is my strength growing. I am going to run after the truth. I am going to run after hope. And I was just sprinting and sprinting and sprinting. And then I turned around and kept going. I just saw how vast and how expansive and powerful the ocean is and the waves are. And I looked up and I see the clouds and just how big. And then I hold the sand in my hand. And scripture says, just as he knows the number of sand, he knows the number of hair on your head. And I just felt my strength rising. And I listened to this song that says, I'm laying down on my religion. I want to know you, Lord. Nothing can separate me from your love. And I just felt better. So I wanted to share that with you. And to close the podcast today, I have fourth or five things to to answer. How do you help someone that's grieving? And I wrote, Everyone is so different, but this is what I came up with. One, never underestimate the power of letting them know you are there for them. Whether it's a text, a card, flowers, always say something. Even if it feels awkward, it does mean a lot. Two, if you're able to physically be in their presence, then physically be with their presence. Make an effort to physically be with them. Go out of your way to simply be there. Offer to sit on the couch and rub their head, which is what I needed, or go eat their favorite dinner or play their favorite sport, which is what Forrest needed. Number three, show up and check up again. In the beginning, there's a lot of thoughts for the person, but grief is a long and painful process. Check in again on them. Send a note again. Ask them to hang out or do something. It means more than you know. Four, never judge. Everyone is different and everyone experiences grief different. Forrest and I learned we grieve completely differently, like opposite ends of the spectrum. For example, Forrest needs to stay busy and didn't want to talk about it. He was there for me physically and hugging me, yes, but talking about it didn't help him at all. And that's okay. There is no right or wrong way to grieve. I personally had to feel it all. I had to get all the crazy thoughts I was having out of my head. I had to tell someone what my brain kept thinking. And although there were moments where I did need to be busy, I also really needed to just cry and rest. It is physically and emotionally a lot. So never ever judge anyone. Now my final nugget that I want to share with everyone is be kind. I know we hear all the time, be kind, be kind. You never know what someone else is going through. But Oh my goodness, you never know what someone else is going through, ever. This is what I wrote in the notes of my phone during this time. I wrote, be kind, be extra kind. Go out of your way to be kind. Slow down to make your text kinder or your email kinder. You never know what someone else is going through. And that small effort to make something intentional can really make a difference. If you move too fast or are too busy, if your plate is overflowing, you miss it. You miss the opportunity to truly check in on people. You miss the time to ask someone, how are you? Pause and genuinely care. You miss everyday miracles. Our plates are all different sizes and and capacities, but make sure yours has space left over for love, joy, and care of others. Those spaces are where true living occurs. 
Those spaces are what really matters. If you're going through a painful time, just know you're not alone and and we all do experience this at some point in our life. So I just would love to close today with a prayer. So if you're not driving, you could close your eyes. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for the person that's listening to this right now. Thank you for your goodness, that you are always, always good, that you care for us, you love us unconditionally. It doesn't matter our past, our present, you love us unconditionally, and all you want is to just have a relationship. I thank you for the person that's listening to this, and I pray that you will just place your hand on them, that they will feel this divine and loving presence that you're caring for them you're taking care of them and I pray in this moment hope arises I pray that hope rises in their heart and in their soul and that their strength starts to rise and that you just comfort them and guide them and all of their loved ones that you instill that better days are always ahead you write in scripture for I know the plans I have for you plans to prosper you not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future we lean on your divine help your divine guidance your divine comfort and your divine care we just thank you for our many blessings and i ask that you help us see our wins every day you help us see our blessings each day and you help us just focus on the good and being servants on earth and just there to spread love light and to help each other our fellow brothers and sisters thank you jesus amen 